Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to the second episode in 2018 of Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. What a different world we're already living in. Just in case you didn't listen to the episode yesterday, please do go listen to the episode yesterday where we ran down everything that happened on Monday Night Raw. Because basically, the new excitement of the year, and like I say, as I'm doing this, I'm also doing it to a camera for YouTube, and I'm doing it to my computer for the podcast listeners. While we're here as well, if you do want to watch it on YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash middle report, but if you do want to listen to it on podcast, iTunes, Google, Play, whatever, the only thing that it's not on is Spotify, because Spotify, you can't just upload stuff. They decide what goes on there. But otherwise, we should be everywhere, but that's it. That's what we're doing now. I just thought it'd be a much more interesting, rather than me try and you know make sure that I get an hour or whatever in every Wednesday, I thought what I'll do is I'll do a little short one after Raw, I'll do a little short one after SmackDown, put that together, and you'll kind of have a full podcast, and we'll, see, we'll talk about other stuff as they come up as well, and that's what we're doing. So we're going to run through SmackDown uh, in a minute. I don't think anything really particularly newsworthy happened overnight, unless I'm forgetting something. I mean, much of the buzz at the moment seems to be based on Wrestle Kingdom 12, which happens tomorrow, if you listen to this the day it comes out, which is going to be a big show. I think, as we mentioned yesterday, tickets have done really, really well. There's buzz for Omega versus... Uh, Chris Jericho and Akada versus Naito and the Young Bucks and Cody and all that kind of uh, all that kind of nonsense. Uh, we will be doing an ups and downs for it for for what culture. So make sure that you head on over there at some point on Thursday to watch that. And of course, make sure you go and watch ups and downs for SmackDown today, where we get into the more nitty gritty. This is more the podcast is me ranting mostly, and we haven't done it today either. But I promise that once we do find a flow with this, we will start doing Q Q and A's. I'll, I'll make sure I go in the Facebook group, Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. And we will, yeah, we will, we will, we will answer all of those. Uh, just a quick shout out as well to everyone that did sign up for the Patreon over the last 24 hours or so. Patreon.com for Summer316. Genuinely helps me out with all of this. I can't express my gratitude enough, even though I will always try. So let's just, I think we'll just jump straight into SmackDown. I got, my, my day today is a bit nuts. So, you know, the quicker we get on with it, the quicker that we can talk about it. Doesn't make any sense. Don't know what that means. Just got to move stuff around because I've got to make sure I've got the notes, got the camera. And I can make sure audition, sometimes my audition just stops recording and it ruins my life. I'm not paying attention. Then I look and I'm like, oh, no, that didn't capture the last five minutes of anything I said. Hell on earth, that. Now, in terms of just a general overview, I think SmackDown is the much better show at the moment compared to, compared to Raw, to say the least. I just think this whole storyline with Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and now AJ Styles has gone into the mix. We've kind of shifted all of over this to the world title program, which I think is a great idea. I just think it's made, it, it's made the whole thing really interesting. It's given me excitement about where they're planning with this, if it ties into WrestleMania, what happens at the Royal Rumble, blah, 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 blah. I mean, focusing on this episode, it did start with AJ Styles coming out. He was mad about seven days ago because Shane McMahon accidentally screwed him over in his match with Kevin Owens. They made up, little fist bump. But Daniel Bryan has become the, the catalyst for everything, really. You know, the, the, the commentators made sure they put it over as well. He's the guy that even people in the back are like, what is Daniel Bryan doing? What's going on with Daniel Bryan? Whose side is Daniel Bryan on? Blah, 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 blah. And I think that's, you know, that's probably where the red herring is going to be in many ways. But there was more of that here because, you know, WWE had already announced it was going to be Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles in the main event. And no one knew what the, uh, what's the word, 
situation with Kevin Owens was. So, you know, before Daniel Bryan could even say anything, Shane McMahon, AJ, AJ Styles was out there going, this is ridiculous, what's going on? This isn't fair. And before D Daniel Bryan went out there, before he could say anything, Shane McMahon arrived. He was like, well, I know what you're going to do, Daniel Bryan. You're going to say it's fine for Kevin Owens to be at ringside, and therefore, I'm going to be at ringside as well. And then Daniel Bryan got on the mic, and he was like, well, I'm going to be at ringside too. So it was just like some massive party. But also, he kind of hinted that maybe he necessarily wasn't going to say that. But as Shane McMahon had presumed... He was just going to go along with it. Now, the interesting thing there, obviously, is that Shane McMahon making sure that Kevin Owens is at ringside. Now, it's being done in a sneaky, sneaky way, but I kind of saw it as maybe, just maybe, that does mean Shane McMahon's actually in cahoots with Kevin Owens. Now, that wouldn't make any sense. However, Shane McMahon did go out of his way to make sure Kevin Owens was at ringside on the surface. So we'll have to see what happens. But yeah, that, that's kind of what we set up for later in the night. Then we got later in the night, and of course, everything you expect to happen, happened. Um, Kevin Owens kept getting involved. Shane McMahon got annoyed. He pushed Kevin Owens down, uh, told the referee to eject him from ringside, which he did. But then Daniel Bryan got on the mic and said, well, Shane, you've got to go as well. And before any of that could really take place, Kevin Owens made a nuisance of himself once more. AJ Styles was distracted. Sami Zayn hit him with a halluva kick. One, two, three, Sami Zayn wins. AJ Styles is pissed off says he doesn't trust Daniel Bryan, and that he wants a handicap match for the world title against those two at the Royal Rumble, and that's what we're getting. So that's very strange. And it also means we kind of have two... I mean, we don't really, but we kind of have two triple threat matches in our world title matches. Because obviously Raw is doing Brock Lesnar versus Kane versus Braun Strowman. And now we know SmackDown's world title picture is going to be AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And I, the reason I like it is because I can't figure out what they're going to do. I can't figure out where it's going. I can't figure out who's in cahoots with who else. And I think that's a massive plus, right? Because that's what you want. I don't want to know what's... I don't want to be able to predict. I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure about the Brock Lesnar match either. But I'm more... You know, if someone put a gun to my head, I'd feel confident to a certain extent saying Brock Lesnar. But winning, that is. But yeah, if you tell me what was going to happen here, I don't know because I don't know what the plan is. Because obviously the rumor is that they... The rumor's the wrong word. The wish and the dream is that this is all going to lead to Daniel Bryan versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania 34. Daniel Bryan's going to be back in the ring and everyone's going to be happy. It's a great fairy tale and it's something that we all kind of want to see. Whether or not we actually see it or not, I think is a completely different matter. I'm not sure that's something that, again, it's a gun to my head. I wouldn't necessarily want to go that route because I'd be worried about shotting the head and my brain you know, going everywhere. A bit much, but that would be my worry. But that's why this kind of all works out. I don't think they're going to make Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn the world the, the WWE title uh, holder. So I don't know. I don't know what they do with this, but I did think it was a very well-executed angle. I think SmackDown is all the more interesting because of it. I can't work out which way it's going to go. Yeah, that's that. You know, that's that's why it's good. I mean, again, ultimately, yes, this should be leading to Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, because there's friction there, and there's atmosphere, and there's tension, and that's the way we resolve things in pro wrestling. We have a big fight. But it all depends on Daniel Bryan's condition. And it all depends what they want to do with AJ Styles, Owens, and Zayn. How do they all tie into this? I don't think at WrestleMania we're getting AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for the, the WWE title, for example. I don't think WWE would do that. So again, where are we leading? I don't know. And that's why it's so good. And also, WWE has been doing this for ages now. This storyline, I think, has been going on for over a month. Longer, if you think of it. If you, if you, technically, if you want to take it all the way back to Hell in the Cell when it was Kevin Owens versus Shane Man, It's been going on since then, kind of. So it's been going on for a long time, and yet they're finding ways. My damn computer locked itself again. <laughs> That'd be the new thing I've got to remember to do each time. Yeah, you know, this has been going on, and I haven't made it boring, and that's something that WWE has suffered from, is hotshot booking or, you know, not giving us enough 
things to sink our teeth into. And that certainly isn't the case here. And in that sense, I think it's wonderful. That is the best thing about SmackDown. It opened the show. It closed the show. Fine by me. 100% fine. Um, and then this led into the whole tag team title controversy as well, which I also like because it was interesting and gives us something to talk about. Like Gable and Benjamin won the titles. But then as it transpired, I can't remember who was who now. It gets so confusing with the Usos because they do look alike. I don't know how anyone tells them apart. But, you know, whoever pinned one of the Usos, neither man was legal. So even though the ref counted one, two, three, and we had the big celebration, oh, new tag champs, another ref came out and said, no, 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 you got it wrong. And he reversed the decision. The Usos are still the champs. Now, dusty finishes like that can irk people, which I get, because it feels like a tease. However, I think on a random episode of SmackDown, first SmackDown of the year, where you're trying to establish Chet Gable and Benjamin as a threat and you want to be able to sort of prolong this storyline and make sure the tag team title scene feels important this is a pretty good way to do it I think always around I think it's it's made it interesting I'm intrigued to see where it's going to go and yeah it means that we can have another match maybe we can build it to the Royal Rumble and there's you know because even though they weren't the legal men Chad Gable and, you know, Shane Benjamin still beat the Usos in terms of skill in the worlds of kayfabe, right? They built the, they beat them uh, in that sense. So now what do we do? Where do we go next? So I think it's good. I think it's good. I also think it's good that we've spent Aiden English and Rusev in the New Day off as well, so we can kind of have, as we get through the women, I can't stand it when they throw everybody in the same thing. Like, oh, it's the tag div division segment. I hate all that. Just give me good storylines. Story even if that means you have to keep some people off the show. Obviously, it'd be great if everyone featured, but if you can't do it, it's not a problem. I really, I really don't think it's a problem. So yeah, there's. I thought that was really good. I'm intrigued to see where they go with that. No, I don't necessarily think the Usos need to lose the titles at this juncture. I just think, I mean, it depends because the Bludgeon Brothers are going to be tag team champions eventually, right? You've got to believe that. So who do they beat? Do they beat the Usos? Do they beat Gable and Benjamin? I mean, is it a triple threat? I don't know. I mean, we mentioned the Bludgeon Brothers. What they did tonight on SmackDown was I actually thought the, the worst thing they've done with the Bludgeon Brothers so far because we were meant to have this rematch between Fandambries, whatever they're called, and the Bludgeon Brothers. And all that happened is before the match even started, Harper and Rome just kicked the crap out of them. And that's fine. But they'd already kicked the crap out of them last week. And the Ascension came out and they got chased. They got beaten up as well by, by Harper and Rowan. I think my worry is now it's probably going to be a triple threat match next, or, a hand, or something next week with all of them. And then they'll just beat them again. And I guess that's, that's fine, right? We're trying to establish dominance here before they do go into the tag team title scene. Plus, it gives us a few weeks of TV. But it did feel a bit like, what was the point of that? We built this for seven. We didn't build it, but we announced it seven days ago. For what reason? It didn't feel like it had a payoff for me. And I thought that was quite, yeah, pointless, <laughs> to be completely honest. Although I do like the fact the Ascension are featured more. I mean, okay, they're, they're the glorified jobbers, but still, I enjoy seeing them on TV because I do think they're quite entertaining. Much like I think Tyler Breeze and Fandango are entertaining as well. I just don't think there's any plans for them long-term. When you don't have any plans, I think you get, you get stuff like this. However, there's clearly plans for Aiden English Rusev in the New Day. And I loved all of this. Not necessarily the match itself, but it's just Rusev and Aiden English are so much fun. And on this week's episode of SmackDown, Rusev's son Aiden English a song because he was going to be in the US Tag Team title, uh, US Tag Team, US uh, title uh, tournament against Xavier Woods. And I get some people don't like this because they think it's silly and they think if we're trying to build people here and make them serious, why are we making them silly? However, I disagree with that because they're just so damn entertaining. And when people are entertaining, I don't get mad about that. It just makes me super pleased. I mean, basically what happened here is that the New Day got presented, or no, so Xavier got presented with a 2018 cake by Big E and Kofi. 
He was about to make a wish, which his wish was going to be becomes the US title uh, holder. And then Aiden English and uh, Aiden English, Xavier Wood, what am I talking about? I've got mental. Aiden English and Rusev came in. Rusev thought they were all children, so he blew out the candle. <laughs> it's just great. It was just so silly. But I don't mind wrestling being silly. I think it's quite entertaining. It made me laugh. Anyway, this led into the match between Aiden English and Woods. Woods won. That's fine. I don't think either English or Woods was going to walk away from the tournament as the champion. But I just think the New Day are far more established than Aiden English and Rusev. You could argue that Rusev is the more popular member of the team and Aiden English is kind of along for the ride, which I don't agree because I think without him, Rusev wouldn't have got the momentum he did. However, I think allowing Aiden English to actually get a win would have cemented his character more and cemented this kind of surge in popularity he's had and it wouldn't have hurt Xavier Woods at all by losing because he's part of the New Day and the New Day have been good for so long now they can get away with nearly everything. So that's only... I mean, the match was fine. There was nothing wrong with it, but that's what my gut told me. I just think Aiden English, who... Up to this point, I'm not saying he's been treated like a jobber, but he hasn't been given this kind of push ever. This is, this is his most successful he's been in the WWE. I don't think he needed to lose here. So I thought that was a bit strange. Um, but maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe Aiden English is going to cost Xavier Woods in his match against Jinder Mahal next week or two weeks, whenever it is. That's the semifinals. Xavier Woods versus Jinder Mahal. We'll wait and see. I just thought it was weird to let them lose when everybody loves them. I know everyone loves the New Day as well, but everyone's always going to love the New Day. That's what I mean. That's why I was a bit... A bit taken aback by it. Then we, now we get to the women's stuff, which, again, people will say, Miller, why do you rag on the women? I don't rag on the women's stuff. I think the women's division is great, but they treat it like the cruiserweights, basically, where, especially on SmackDown, Raw's better because we've got the Oscar Alexa Bliss thing, which feels separate and good. But on SmackDown, it is literally, well, time to throw the women in, in a segment, and they really do. Like, you had the welcoming committee. Who remembers the welcoming committee, which is, I'm going to read it here, Natty, Carmella, Lana, and Tamina. So they all come out to remind us they were the welcoming committee and remind us they were here before the Riot Squad. Who cares? Nobody cares. Then they have a match with the Riot Squad. So that's basically seven women in the ring. And then three more turned up to make it an even 10 when Charlotte and Naomi came on after the Riot Squad had beaten the welcoming committee to announce that, Be they announced that Becky Lynch was going to come back. And that was great. She got a good reaction. I like Becky Lynch. She's, you know, that, that, was, that, was, that was fun. But... Like, 10 women in one thing. And what's happened to the women's title? I forgot that Charlotte was the women's champion at one point. Because why... I don't, I don't get it. I get it. The right squad is supposed to be, you know, this, uh, this horrible team that's, uh, you know, come up from NXT and they're running rough shop. They're not anymore. They lost that dem dominance a few weeks ago when they, they didn't really book like they were that dominant. And now, you know, those th the three, Naomi, Charlotte, and, and Becky Lynch, just whooped their ass and they ran away. It just feels messy. I don't know where they're going. I mean, are we, are we building to... Seven on three at the Royal Rumble? I, I can't... Okay, you're going to say to me, no, but it's time with the Royal Rumble and we're going to have loads of people in there. But they did this long before the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble was announced. I don't know. I just... If it's too messy for me, there's no real story arc. The same thing kind of happens each week. Yeah. That's it. I don't... I don't... I don't get much out of this. I don't get much... <laughs> I don't get much out of this at all. It just feels a bit lost to me. And like WWE really doesn't have a plan. They should have a plan. Why can't it be Charlotte versus Ruby Riot? That's your kind of women's title program for now. We focus on that. However, there's subtext beneath that where the Riot Squad, you know, Sarah Logan and Lib Morgan, whatever they're called, I get confused with those two. You know, they're going around making nuisance of themselves. And we never have the welcoming committee again. Don't need the welcoming committee. And amazingly, that was all a smackdown, if you can believe it. <laughs> That is, I couldn't believe it when it was all and done. I looked at my notes. I was like, oh, wow. No, I mean, a lot happened, but then nothing really happened at the same time, which was very strange. Um, I guess, you know, there, there was also a promo by Mojo Rawley. Mojo, who's that? Mojo Rawley talking about his US title match with uh, Zack Ryder next week or the tournament match for next week. It was fine, whatever. 
But yeah, so it was a very focused episode of SmackDown, but I actually thought that benefited quite well because I thought once all was said and done, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just It, it surprised me how quickly it was done and dusted. Um, what I've realized I've got to do, and I'm going to do now, I'm going to get the New Japan Wrestle Kingdom card because I was going to do predictions for that as well. So we'll just do that live. You can just watch me, me searching for it. Like I say, my knowledge of New Japan isn't spectacular, to say the least. I, I kind of... I don't pretend to be either. I watch it, but I'm still learning and, um, you know... I go, I go on gut, but I know that the, I know that the popular guys, for lack of a better term, and like I say, tomorrow we will, or Friday, whenever I get, you know, it's going to be a bit of a crazy day tomorrow. We will do, um, uh, we will do, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, uh, a review of that as well on, on the pod. We'll talk about it on the podcast as well. And there'll be, like I said, there's, there's a what culture ups and downs. So you can keep an eye out for that. Uh, but it is Rapongi 3K versus the Young Bucks for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. And it's also the New Japan Rumble. And the New Japan Rumble goes on for a very long time and you get loads of guests and surprises and stuff. I have no idea what's going to happen in that. There was a rumor that Scott Norton's in Japan, so maybe Scott Norton's going to turn up, but pff, I don't have a clue. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a clue. I really I really couldn't do that. Um, now, showing Yo, Rapongi 3K versus the Young Bucks. Now, for me, I can't see the Young Bucks winning that just because Sho and Yo at the moment, they, they feel like they're on their ascendancy. And I think it would be weird if all of a sudden the Young Bucks beat them. So I'm going to go Rapongi 3K just because, yeah, as far as I'm aware from what I've seen, I know they've been around for a while, but it would, it would be weird to take the titles off them right now because they feel like they're just establishing themselves as a dominant force. And I don't think New Japan booked like that. WWE booked like that a little bit, but <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think New Japan does. Uh, then we have the crazy gauntlet match, the never open weight six man tag team champion. I looked at this earlier. I was like, my word, there are so many people in this. So you've got the Bullet Club, which is Bad Luck Fale, Tamatonga, and Tangaloa, who are the champs, versus Chaos. I'm not going to go into everyone. Versus Michael Elgin and War Machine. Versus Suzuki Gun. Versus Dakuchi Japan. I mean, there is literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 people in this match. Which, I know it's a gauntlet match, but still, 15 people. What, and that's the way you get everybody on the card. Again, how do you call that? How on earth do you call that? I mean, the Bullet Club, that's Bad Luck Follow, Tamatanga, and Tangalo are the champions. So I'll say somebody else will win just because I think Sho and Yo are going to win and they'll retain. I think you've got to have at least one title change, if not more. So I guess if you're going to do it, you should do it in this when it's crazy. I mean, it's not going to be Michael Elgin and War Machine because it's very likely that War Machine are going to NXT after all of this. See, this is where my knowledge comes into like disrepute. I'm going to say Chaos win. No reason. I just like Ishii and Yano. <laughs> That's it. I like them, so I'll say I'll say they win. Then it's Cody versus Kota Ibushi, which is going to be a very interesting match. I'm a big fan of Cody Rhodes. I think he's had a great year, year and a half, two years, whatever it's been. I think he's proved a lot of the doubters wrong. But, um, yeah, he... Uh, I don't know. I just think I'm not saying that he's the best wrestler in the world, I'm, but I, I think what he's done is great. I think it's proven that he was underutilized, he was underused, and I think one day he will go back to the WWE, and I think he'll be treated better, and it will prove that all of this was worthwhile. And he's he's killing it in merchandise sales, and he's basically kicking ass. However, I do think he'll lose here to Kota Ibushi. Just my just my gut opinion. Then it's the Killer Elite Squad, which is David Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer, who are very good. Versus I can never say these people. Los Los Ingobernables. <laughs> I hate that team. Uh, which is Evil and Sonada. Uh, that is for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Uh, Killer Eat Squad are the champs. 
Given what I think is going to happen in the next match, I will say... Oh, I don't know. See, again, this is where my... my I, don't, I really don't know. I really don't know. So I'll say Killer Elite Squad retain just because why Why the hell not? What I was going to say is the next match is uh, Suzuki versus Goto and the Hair versus Hair for the Never Openweight Championship. I got confused. I thought Goto was the champ. He's not. Suzuki's the champ because I think Suzuki's going to win. I don't think Suzuki's cutting his hair off anytime soon. So I think Goto will lose that. But again, that's not a championship change. However, after that is Marty Skull versus, didn't say that right at all, versus Takahashi versus Kushida versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP WGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. So maybe we get a change there. I don't think Will Ospreay is going to win it. Maybe Kushida wins that, because I know that's been going on between Will Ospreay and Kushida for a while, and you can do that match as well. So I'll say Kushida wins that one, and then that serves me well with the Suzuki match as well. Look at me acting like a crazy person. Then it's Tanahashi versus Jay White for the IWGP IC Championship. Now, again, Tanahashi's bicep's still screwed up as far as I know. I don't think it's been healed anytime soon. So maybe they are actually going to let Jay White win this, but I can't believe... But then again, Tanahashi has been holding on for ages. I think the whole reason he hasn't got his bicep sorted is because he wanted to wrestle in the Tokyo Dome match. So I guess Jay White will win that as well because he can't continue on. I know, again, Jay White seems to be a controversial figure. Some people seem to love him, some people to hate him. I think he's all right. I think he's doing quite well. But I cannot believe that Tanahashi is going to carry on being the IC champion and wrestling on that bicep. Surely we get Wrestle Kingdom out of the way and we move forward. So there I'm going to go Jay White. And then it's your two big ones. It's your two big matches. It's obviously Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho for the US Championship. Oh, stupid computer. I mean, it's an ODQ match. And again, I really do think it comes down to if Chris Jericho is doing another match. If Chris Jericho is willing to come back to New Japan, they probably want to make, could he, I'm going to do a trilogy to match the Omega Okada trilogy, then Chris Jericho will win this, and it's a new DK, no DQ match. So you can get out of jail pretty easily with Kenny Omega being the champ. And then Chris Jericho can say he's the United States you know, IWGP champion, which is pretty good. However, if it isn't one and done, obviously Chris Jericho is not winning. Now, the only reason I don't think Chris Jericho will do more than one, because I think that would start to irk WWE, and I don't think he wants to do that, despite what he may say in the public eye. So I will go with Kenny Omega there, based on the fact that I think for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the Naito has to beat Okada. It doesn't have to. If Okada won, I don't think it would be a problem. But, you know, Okada has now held the belt for over a year. You know, Naito has been up and coming, not even up and coming, but he's been smashing 2017. And to me, from what I've seen over the last 12 months, if Naito doesn't win here, that would feel like a bit of a disappointment. Not that disappointment's the wrong word. It just feels like the time is now to make the change. But then there is an argument that Naito and Chris Jericho have been, but then again, I get, but Jericho could lose and still come back and do a match against Naito, but that would be strange to lose a US championship match than have a heavyweight championship match. I don't know. But yeah, if, you, if I had to call it right now, I'd say Chris Jericho loses, Kenny Omega wins, and Okada loses and Naito wins. So that's Wrestle Kingdom 12. If you are interested in watching it, you can watch it on New Japan World. I think it's on at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning or Thursday the 4th if you're listening to this whenever. Um, goes on for a long time. I think it was about five hours. I think Dominion was six, so probably five, six hours. But I do think it's going to be a good show. Uh, maybe not as good as last year's, but I think it has more mainstream appeal or at least more American Western appeal. And I think that counts for a lot. So yes, tune in for that if you can. We'll do another podcast then. Uh, I think, again, we're in, we're in the early stages of January, so not a lot is going on in the pro wrestling world. But look, we're up to date, right? You had Raw yesterday. had SmackDown New Japan today. We'll be back again later with New Japan. If any news breaks, I'll make sure I do that too. Uh, again, if you are listening on iTunes, please do subscribe, leave a five-star rating, join the Facebook group, Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast, do all that kind of stuff. You know, live the dream, enjoy yourselves, and I will be back later in the week. That's just going to happen. I'll see you soon.